How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Live from Los Angeles, Toluca Lake or, I don't know, Hollywood Hills or West Hollywood. Somewhere, you know, Beverly Hills. Somewhere very nice, I'm sure, Ben Standing has been residing in. Maybe jumping from home to home. Who knows how he's been handling his time out in L.A. this week. But he is 
our Washington Commanders insider on this show. He joins us every Monday at 12, every Friday at 12. Took the bye week in the game in L.A. and said, heading to SoCal for a little while. Um, You know, I actually almost texted you last night because... I never like. I'm not a big when I when I'm in another city. I'm not looking for the sporting events to attend typically. But if I had been out there for several days, I have become kind of a a a, a closet Clippers fan because Kawhi Leonard's my favorite player. I stayed up and watched Warriors Clippers last night until the end, and I didn't think it was going to work with James Harden. That team, I'm about to put a wager down on them to win the Western Conference. They could do it, Ben. If, if The key is staying healthy, which Kawhi never does. But I'm just curious, did you take in a game in L.A.? Did you go to crypto? Did you, you, know, did you go check? Isn't there a bowl game at SoFi tomorrow or tonight or something like that? I don't know. Um, I did not, uh, now when I have been in the past, I typically have come in like, uh, been to Dodger stadium. I went to a Clippers playoff game uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I did see the fourth quarter or a lot of it of the game last night on TV, but nah, I, I uh, it didn't feel like going down there. Uh, to, to your thing about the Clippers, boy, I mean, if you want to be Charlie Brown and the, you know trying to kick the football and believe that James Harden and Russell Westbrook are gonna I know. do their thing in the postseason, I, I know. I wish, I wish you luck. The, the the key is is Kawhi. If he and he never stays healthy, so that would be the foolish part of the bet as well. But he is on an absolute tear. They've won like six in a row and eleven out of their last fourteen. And I was just watching. By the way, Clay Thompson was on fire last night. He has not been able to basically throw it in the water from a boat in recent weeks. He had he had eight threes last night. There is a bowl game in SoFi Saturday night. Did you know that UCLA um, plays I Boise don't. State? Oh, well, I'll be there Sunday, I'm not, so that'll be enough. Yeah, I'm not me, saying but, uh, that you're, you're going to go to a bowl game. You're not going to yeah. spend a Saturday night in L.A. going to see UCLA-Boise State. But they do have a bowl game the night before Washington plays the Rams uh, the following day, um, which we will talk about here quick, shortly. But a quick turnaround. I, I, I will say for you, by the way, with that game, that uh, to the other side, I would, if you said better bet to win the title, I would pick the Clippers over the Warriors. I think the Warriors are at this point are, you know, they're they're beyond their last legs. They're just sort of limping around trying to hope that the old guys can uh, can find the magic again. I don't I don't think they have enough. So I would take the Clippers over the Warriors to 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 win it. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking right now just on one of my various sites. Uh, I wanted to see what the odds are on the Clippers. So they're plus 800 right now. So I can get them at plus 800 to win the West. The favorite is still Denver, followed by Phoenix, followed by Lakers Warriors, followed by Clippers. Um, I'd still, I, I still think Denver will end up representing the West, but I'm just telling you, this team is, is good defensively and the, you know, obviously they got to stay healthy and, and, you know, either George or Kawhi, Kawhi primarily has gone down in the postseason multiple years in a row for the Clippers and it'll, it'll probably happen again. Anyway, um, that concludes the NBA talk for the day with the exception of, I do want to get your reaction. We haven't talked since Monday on the show 
Um, I want your reaction to the news that was the big news of the week here in D.C. that Ted's going to move the Wizards and the Caps to Potomac Yard. Yeah, I, I took Twitter off my phone when I got out here just to separate, but I had to put it back on for like a 24-hour period when all this uh, was going down. I, you know, I really didn't think that um, he would, you know, he would do it. I guess it is not official yet. It's not, you know, they agreed to agree to a plan, but they haven't officially signed anything. But it certainly doesn't sound good uh, in terms of keeping it in the district. You know, look from a business deal, it certainly seems like. Ted is going to get what he wants out of this deal. Um, even I saw some of Mayor Bowser's uh, press conference and she kind of laid it out. Like basically it says Ted Leone just wants a fancy new toy, uh, you know, a completely modern brand new stadium and, and all the arena and everything that kind of goes with it on the outside. Or does he want to stay in the city, in the nation's capital and continue there? It seems like he's going to want to go to the money. And from a business deal, I get that. I think the part that for me that is just, you know, ridiculous, and I've been talking about how Ted Leontes is not a very good owner for years, and people always associate it as, well, it's because you're more into the Wizards, and the Wizards are terrible, and the Capitals win, and all these things, and it's not that at all. It's the fact that his constant speeches and talks are just disingenuous, and it has been that way forever. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, certainly not compared to the human to the lat to the, that other owner that we've talked about a lot. But, you know, if he wants to be a businessman and make a business deal, then do that. But don't run around and say you're doing you know, you're the champion, you're the patron saint of all of the community and you're gonna do this right. you know, whatever you moves you make business wise, you're gonna find you're gonna make it um the equal on the on the uh on the community side. This is a deal that's obviously gonna gut DC um got that part of town and we can debate whether things are poor right now or not. Um, I would argue that we're closer to a once in a century pandemic that really had an impact on so much of what we're talking about here versus then that whether they're going to be out in Virginia in four or five years, we have no idea what the world will look like then. So to suggest that DC couldn't clean things up by then seems kind of ridiculous. Um, but, but bottom line is he has just over and over and over again, let the fans down on the wizard side and and frankly the cap side as well it's just the caps fans have just been blinded by having they got alex ovechkin the wizards got john wall one guy's a top 10 player of all time and another guy was a multi-time all-star if these things were you know he he, he hired one crappy uh inexperienced coach after another he got rid of the coach who took the caps to the stanley cup all these things because he he spends money on what's over what he can generate revenue with, not necessarily what is actually about building a winner. And he keeps talking about building a winner, winner, winner. It's just talk. And his talk now it's become more obvious that his talk about being a patron saint for the community and all that was ultimately, at least in terms of DC, was ultimately just talk as well. Yeah, really well said. Um, I, I think that you know, um, especially the part where. Uh, and we've talked about it on this show for years too. I mean, he has gotten an absolute pass over the years as have the learners because of Dan being in town. Um, what I always felt was so interesting is that Dan was a recluse publicly. You never heard from him and Ted, you couldn't get to shut up whether he was blogging on Ted stake or doing, you know, long winded interviews, um, you know, for a while, you know, uh, he, he, and it was always about, you know, the brands that they've built 
and the champions that they've built and the future and the edginess and the technology and the whole thing. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, created a lot of eye rolling because, you know, the champions were esports teams and arena league football teams. It's like nobody gives a crap about that. Nobody even knows who these teams are. I mean, and then he builds this arena, you know, at St. Elizabeth's and it's a big deal. I don't know one person that's ever been to it personally, um, but that doesn't mean that it isn't a great arena and a, and a spot where, you know, the Go-Go's play. That's the um, G League team, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, you know, he's he's pushed like the the big wins it's 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 border it's close to a winning off the field Bruce Allen statement but it was but these things weren't off the field cuz technically they were properties and they were teams they just don't move the needle in any shape uh, way shape or form like the network that he you know now owns um so it's uh yeah, there's a lot of that. With that said, like I've said all week long, and I think you kind of started with this, I don't know that a lot of us in his position with whatever he's got in front of him in terms of this decision would make a different one. I just would have been a little bit more respectful and sensitive the other day um, to leaving D.C. and how much it was going to cut and hurt D.C. and a little bit less over-the-top excited, thrilled, uh, enthusiastic. I mean, it was, it was a bit, um, off-putting in terms of how celebratory it was the other day from my standpoint, but that's because I want them to stay in DC. Um, all right. Um, and, and, anything and else way, on that? Just like, well, I mean, you know, I, I always, the, the most galling thing for me over, over his time as the wizard's owner was when he, um, talked to the Washington post about how he, after he fired E. Grunfeld, he spoke with uh, 78, or around the time he fired Grunfeld, he fired, he, he spoke with 78 different people, including Barack Obama, right. uh, his own son, <laughs> uh, players, uh, Greg Popovich, all kinds of people to a full, to get a better feel for what it meant to run the organization. Now, not only is that number insane, I talked to players who were on the team at the time who, when I asked them about that, they were like, uh, I mean, I've spoken to them. <laughs> like, like, it wasn't like a formal interview where they sat down and said, hey, what about this? But let's just say it's all true. He spoke to all these leaders and all these people and told them what to do. His ultimate move was to then hire the executive who had been down the hall for 15 years, who he acted <laughs> like he barely knew. And then he has turned to the wizards. I like he Tommy, though. In, well, I, but I'm to talk to 78 people and a former president. And he also and hired a search firm, right. spent money on that to hire the guy down the hall. Um, but then he has put them in the worst position they have been in, I would argue, in the last 20 or 30 years. Um, because it's not that they haven't had bad times before, and I'm not even talking about the losing record. They got 30 cents on the dollar for their best asset they had in Bradley Beal. Yeah. And he took so long to go down to, to have mediocre, mediocre basketball because his goal, he is, it's a stated goal, that his goal was to make the playoffs, as the, even as the eighth seed, to generate that revenue. No matter what it meant for the long term, nothingness. So this team was stuck in mediocrity. Now it's at the bottom. And people who think this is the one year that it's happening, I'm, I'd be prepared for, you know, no wind for the next three years. That's what rebuilds do. But he screwed it up. He could have jump started this thing so much better if he had traded Bradley Beal, which so many of us were screaming about it. And instead, here's where they are. And again, this is after he spoke to all of these people 
to learn how to better run an organization. I mean, whatever, dude. Well, look, he just was talking to the wrong people. He should have reached out to others. Um, because it seems to be the same people uh, he reaches out to. A lot of people very close to him. And, yeah, the bat- look, you and I love the – you and I have always wanted this basketball team to be great, much more so than the hockey team. I've been very upfront. I'm not a fan of the hockey team uh, at all. For whatever reason, born here, raised here, I just have never adopted a hockey team. Uh, but the Bullets Wizards have been one of my loves over the years, and – it's been a, the the brand that he speaks about, all of his brands. The Wizards brand is that of an absolute joke of an NBA franchise. Under him and under Abe for many years before he took over as owner of the Wizards. And the irony of that is that, you know, Ted's first love is basketball, not hockey. You know, a Brooklyn guy, he wanted this basketball team more than he wanted the hockey team. He had to buy the hockey team to get the basketball team. Um, all right, let's talk um, Washington. Well, so, can I just say one last, one last yeah, thing on please. Ted? People, people will just say, well, but he won the title with the Caps. That absolves him of all sins. As if, like, he's the only person that's ever done that. Since he bought the team, the Caps in 1999, uh, 40.6% of the league has won a cup, so that's 13 of 32. And 78% of the teams have at least reached the finals, which is something the Caps have done one time. They've never made it past the second round once in 20 years. And I'm not dismissing the regular season wins. That's important, both from a fun standpoint, camaraderie, get people to come out. All that's true. But the, over a 20-year period with Ovechkin to make it past the second round one time, Get out of here. That is not like some major accomplishment that indicates anything. And if, like I said, he's doing what three quarters of the league have done at some point, make a final. Okay, cool. He's not Neil Armstrong. Just just remember that, people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. Um, no, he not. Uh, and not only did when he finally did win the cup, courtesy of you know being in position to draft Alex Ovechkin, and it turned out to be you know a transformational all-time great superstar. He fired the coach that, that, that yeah. or he didn't re-sign or extend the coach that gave him that opportunity. Um, yeah, and what have they done since? They haven't been out of the first round since. Uh, there are a lot. There've been a lot of first round exits for sure. All right, enough about Ted. So last night we saw a team do what you know, kind of Washington did against Miami, more so than the Dallas game, which is essentially not show up. Miami could have scored sixty two if they had wanted to. Um, they just didn't, you know, get the defensive touchdowns in the fourth quarter uh, to get it up to sixty something. Um, but uh, I, I juxtapose that Ben against. What we saw Monday night with the Giants, similar record, four and eight, five, you know, going into that game, Tennessee. Which of the two examples do you think we're going to get off of a bye week Sunday in LA? Are we going to get a, a Giants high level energy, people flying around trying to win the game, Tennessee, same thing? Or are we going to get what the Chargers gave out, which is what Washington basically gave out against Miami? Yeah, it's a great question. As you mentioned, I've been um, away from Ashburn this week, so I don't have the direct feel for what well, my sense. I, I told you before the Miami game, when you asked for my prediction, I predicted basically pain uh, in Mr. T voice for Washington, like 38-13 or 10, something like that. Something. Uh, so I just didn't think they could give up 45 points in a row, two weeks in a row, but it turns out they could. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't see this team like – 
you know, completely caving. I mean, I think the Chargers game, and I didn't really watch it, but obviously they were without Justin Herbert. And I'm not saying Sam Howell is Justin Herbert, but and Keenan like, Allen, been, yeah, right, and Keenan Allen, right. I mean, they were missing a lot of pieces. They their season's been reeling. You know, I, I know there's been expectations here um, for for having a a, a a resurgence here at some point, but I think with the Chargers, it felt even you know more like that because of the Justin Herbert factor. Um, that like you know, hey, this guy is one of those quarterback people. Think so, you know. So I think for them, the decline is almost even more dramatic. You know, to, to, that they're in this you know falling out of contention position. So I don't know whether Apple clearly they did not show up. Um, and the Raiders in this post Josh McDaniel world have obviously been playing better last night with a clear with a crazy um, craziness, but like still they've been playing better. In general, so I don't know. I think I don't want to say like be a hedge guy and say somewhere in the middle. Like I think Washington can get blown out without it being that they just didn't completely show up. Um, I, I I just not expecting like I'd be I'd be very surprised to see an upset or a close game that comes down to like a, a final drive, something to that effect. So I I don't I'm not sensing Washington is is keeping this one tight or close. But at the same point, I'm not going to say they're if we're claiming that the Chargers just didn't show up, gave up, all that. I'd be surprised, I guess, if I thought Washington would do that. So what's on the line for Sam Howell over these four weeks, last four weeks starting Sunday? Well, I mean, you know, I've uh, I used this analogy somewhere else, but like, you know, you're a boxing uh, guy, or historically were, and, you know, Angelo Dundee was a trainer for Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. One of his tricks was, he would tell his guys, whatever happens over the course of a round, in the last 30 seconds, you raise up your energy. You raise your up, up your activity level because you're going to make a final impression on the judges that, hey. Sugar Ray guy, against Mar- Marvin Hagler, the perfect example. Yeah. yeah, that my guy is going to close out here and make you at least think that he had more going on in this round, whether he did or he, he didn't. And I think that's kind of where we're at here with Sam Howell. He's obviously – put up good numbers on the, on the judges' cards, right? We're all being like, hey, there's something here. So what is it? I don't know, but there's something here. But how does he finish, right? If he finishes with seven consecutive games with a pick six, that's probably not going to be good, right? If the turnovers keep going, that's not going to be great. Uh, you know, they can, they can lose these games, and that's not necessarily a reflection on how, because obviously there's a lot more involved, notably the defense. But he's got to, I think, you know, put those – you know, this is his last 30 seconds of of the round, so to speak. And if he can put forth a good effort, then, you know, whomever is making the decisions in the offseason can at least look at Sam Howell and say, you know what, there is something here. We don't have to feel that we have to take a quarterback. I think, to me, that's kind of what's at stake. Uh, it, it, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe a new person is going to just say, hey, I want to start over. I want to make my own guy, bring in my own guy. But I think that's for Sam Howell the best he can do is make a strong impression down the stretch. Uh, are you hearing anything? Um, you wrote yesterday a pretty lengthy article about how Josh Harris was at the league meetings in Dallas, and a lot of the you know perspective up and coming that accelerator program for 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 general managers. A lot of those guys were there. I think your quote, and I don't have it in front of me, but I, I mentioned it yesterday, is that he made a, a strong impression and was charming. Um, so, I mean, what else are you hearing that came out of those league meetings and his presence there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he's definitely still getting the benefit as he, as he will for a while of not being the other guy, right? So anything he does, it seems like he's a reasonable human being has come across a lot better 
than the the perception, if not the reality, of whatever Snyder was doing. But yeah, I mean, the impression I got from talking to people who were in uh, Dallas for the league meetings is that people were, you know, impressed. Now, what does that mean? But impressed? I don't. I don't. You know, these are informal conversations. These are not interviews for the position of general manager or any type of any position within the organization. So, you know, I imagine it's a lot of small talk. Hey, it's great to meet you. Tell me about your golf game, whatever. But that's still obviously an important component. You know, what kind of person is your future boss if that's the way things will work out? So I I think this was a good opportunity for Harris to, you know, put himself in front of the, not just for these candidates, um, you know, who are part of groups that are, you know, uh, underrepresented in the in, in around the league, but it's also for him to show, hey, I know there's a lot of questions about what's going on in Washington, but here's the guy in charge. Um, you know, he, here's what you need to know about me. And I think that was a good chance. And there were some candidates there who I would imagine at a minimum will get interviewed for some of these uh, eventual openings around the league. So, yeah, I, I, but, you know, I think in terms of like specific names, um, my understanding and talking to people around the league is that it's a little too early still for for that like the, the, the people can maybe come up with some names on the short list and i certainly have thoughts of myself but nothing is it doesn't sound like anything is really definitive that they've honed in on necessarily anybody or, or what but uh you know they've kept it pretty close to the vest that was another thing that people said that you know they're, they're not like you know spraying their plans all over the place which i think is a good thing um so yeah so i it, all in all it sounds like it was a good a good trip for harris to sort of make an impression on people that potentially he might hire. Last thing, uh, just going backwards a little bit. They play the Rams this Sunday, and they play um, the Rams with Matt Stafford, who won a Super Bowl after he was traded from Detroit to Los Angeles. Uh, as, uh, an offseason in which Washington was the other serious bidder. I think the Panthers were too, but Washington offered the next best offer to Detroit's. So they offered a first, and I think it was a third and a fourth, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, and you know they ended up getting Jared Goff's contract, which is what they thought they were getting in Detroit. Um, but um, uh, Brad Holmes, their GM, had been in LA and, and liked Jared Goff. They also gave up two firsts and a third, and so they they beat out Washington for Matt Stafford. We thought it looked like a one and done deal with Stafford's injuries, but here he is playing really good football again, and the Rams have a chance to make the postseason. And by the way, I would just add if they make the postseason of the teams below. Philly and San Francisco um, and Dallas, they'll have a, the most experience, you know, in the postseason, and and I think they'll actually have a chance to give people a hard time um, if they get there. But in looking back at the whole quarterback, you know, mishaps from sticking with Dwayne instead of drafting a quarterback to then going, you know, for Matt Stafford, but not hard enough and getting beaten out to signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, to making a big run for Russell Wilson and missing out. And look, Russ is turning around the rep he had last year, this year with Sean Payton to a certain degree. Um, The Wentz trade obviously was a disaster. And they'll never be able to convince any of us that have been paying attention that they had Sam Howell figured out prior to that draft and they knew they'd get him in the fifth round and that he'd eventually have a chance to be their franchise quarterback. They lucked into that. Um, If it ends up being lucked into anything. So taking all of those together, was Stafford the big mistake? Was Stafford the one where they did not have anybody 
and they had some dry powder to go after him in a more aggressive way? Um, no, nah, I, I don't really think so. I think the reality is that Stafford was going to end up with the Rams, and it was also a perfect because he wanted to part. end up with the Rams. Yeah, like he and Sean McVay somehow randomly landed at the same Cabo Resort like a few <laughs> right. days before all this went down, and. You know, but you mentioned you know Brad Holmes in Detroit. Yeah, Brad Holmes was part of the group that drafted Jared Goff. So yeah. I think he clearly had eyes on him as being a quarterback, and obviously it's worked out nicely for Detroit. So I don't really think they had much of a chance with Stafford ultimately. But that said, you know, when you don't, when you you know, how many times were they like half measures? Like they they sort of tried to do something. Let's not forget they tried to get Amari Cooper right back that first year, and he ended up going to Dallas. Um, instead, and, and like they, 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 they would sort of stick their, you know, they, they would try, but they would never be aggressive enough in, 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 in any, in any direction. I actually think beyond, um, I'll even give Rivera a, a slight pass on the, on the Haskins situation, because we all know about Snyder's interest in, in Dwayne, um, rest in peace, but also that was the COVID year. Ron didn't really have probably as much of a chance to, to, to be around, Dwayne perhaps and get a feel of like, Hey, maybe we do need to do something different. But I think the real, the real mis- misstep, and it's hard to say they shouldn't have done this, but was winning the division that first year. If they don't win the division, instead of picking 19th, they're picking like 10th or 11th. That puts them in position to either draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones. I know, I know Mac Jones in particular is not look good, but who knows what happens somewhere else. They didn't do that. They also then didn't trade up. The Bears had the 20th pick, Washington 19. They made the aggressive move to get field. Again, I'm not with even the saying Giants. Justin- With the Giants. I think there was what? some discussion that the Giants may have not dealt with Washington in the division, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I think that was also the other the Eagles and Cowboys made a trade. That they did. That ended up with, they swapped. With Micah and the Cowboys getting- got Micah Parsons. Right. And so, like, even that, right, even if the quarterback situation wasn't the one they drafted a linebacker. Could, did they consider trading up to take a better linebacker in Parsons? I mean, the, where was the where was the all in move? I, I was a big fan of the show Breaking Bad, and you know one of the plot points was talking about taking half measures or taking full measures. And just over and over again, they took half measures. They just never. Again, it doesn't always mean you have, that means you have to you have to overpay to get somebody. But what's the plan? Do something. Pick a direction. And every time, for whatever the reason, there's some reasonable excuses here and there, but they just never did that. And I think that was ultimately, I think winning the division to me, ultimately, I get why they did it. I'm not saying, well, you know, it's sitting right there, you should blow it. But I really think if they had lost that, <laughs> lost, not won the division, they would have been in a much better position. Even if they don't take a quarterback, maybe they take Micah Parsons or maybe they take Devontae. I mean, there were a lot of, it just happened to be a lot of options. And I think, for me, that was a bigger deal than uh, missing out on Stafford. I mean, it was Howie Roseman who called down and said, take just take Jalen Hurts out of the game and please put that Sudfeld kid into the game. We can't win this thing. And that's what why Washington won the division. They were in deep trouble in that game. They were losing. Yeah. Uh, and they were they were moving the football with Jalen Hurts. They took him out and put Sudfeld, and it was such an obvious t- in-game tank because they probably thought they didn't have much of a chance to win the game going into it, and when they figured they did, there was clearly a, what are we doing here? Get get Hurts out, and or get, you know, get some of these starters out and get Sudfeld in there. 
Uh, and I think he promptly threw a pick right when he came into the game. Washington won. But don't forget, Ben, don't forget that if they had lost that game, the then we would have never had Taylor Heineke going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in a playoff game. Maybe the highlight of the Ron Rivera era in D.C. I thought you were going to say the highlight of our lives because it uh, felt like that way at times. Uh, you know you what? what? I'll tell you what. For some people that listen to this show, it was the highlight of their life. That's for sure. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Ben Standing, everybody, from L.A. We'll have predictions on the game on Sunday and a few other things to get to, including looking at the biggest game Sunday and one of the biggest games of the year between the Cowboys and the Bills. That's next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, theteam980.com. This last segment with Ben was brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.